0: Welcome to Ariana Answers. I'm Dr. Ariana Brandolini, a clinical psychologist who lives in New York City. Every week I answer a life question submitted by a listener like you. Would you like your question answered? Head over to the description of this video to submit. Now, let's jump into this week's episode. This imposter phenomenon is a self-perpetuating cycle, right? Because these individuals continue their high achieving despite unhealthy habits of thinking and behavior to get there which then reinforces the belief that the anxiety and stress all paid off. And that's what's required to keep duping people and to stay safe and not exposed. Dear Dr. Ariana, I'm a first year associate at a law firm and I'm really unhappy at my job. Although I've been identified as a quote unquote rising star, most of the time I hide in my office dreading someone is gonna come find me and ask me to do something I have no idea how to do. In meetings, rather than ask questions about things I'm unsure of, which would be helpful, I I pretend I know what's going on because of the dread of someone figuring out that I actually don't belong here. I've never gotten a bad review and in fact get praised often for my work, but why can't I believe them? How do you navigate these feelings in the moment? Is it even helpful to figure out why you have them? Is there a resolution? My dear listener, I feel you so deeply on this one. Imposter syndrome is something I wanna talk about today. Imposter syndrome is when high achieving individuals struggle to actually internalize their success and they put it down to like fluke or to good luck as opposed to working hard and skills. They also live with a persistent dread of being found out and exposed as a fraud And because of this fear, they don't talk about it with anybody. And so they carry the stress internally, which leaves people feeling anxious and sometimes even depressed. Why does this happen and who does this happen to? According to experts, a lot of it has to do with beliefs that most of us hold about achievement. Many people who struggle with imposter syndrome grew up in families where achievement and success were highly emphasized and highly valued. And therefore, a lot of self-worth kind of becomes wrapped up in that. Parents might also have sent mixed messages where they were overly praising one minute and then they were extremely harsh when you made a mistake. Women and minorities are particularly susceptible because differing in any way from your peers can also lead to imposter feelings. When you're among those who look, behave, and identify similarly to you, there's a sense of being in the group right? Which makes sense. It fosters a sense of belonging. So those who are trying new things, taking new ground, and who don't look like most of the people who surround them are more likely to feel like they're imposters. Dr. Valerie Young is an expert on this subject. In her book, The Secret Thoughts of Successful Women, Why Capable People Suffer from the Imposter Syndrome and How to Thrive in Spite of It, She identifies five subgroups that the syndrome can sneakily fall into. Number one, perfectionists. This is where people have an unconscious belief that their output has to be perfect or else it's complete garbage. They set impossibly high standards. And then when they don't meet them because they're impossibly high, they spiral into self-doubt and feelings like they don't measure up. Number two, quote unquote experts. These are people who measure their capabilities and skills based on what and how much they know. They feel like they have to know everything before starting a project, before answering any questions, before giving any presentations. And because it's impossible to know absolutely everything, they never feel like they're competent enough. Number three, the naturally gifted. These people judge their capabilities based on ease and speed as opposed to effort. So they're used to things coming quickly and naturally, but then when something actually takes work and it takes effort, they spiral into shame. Like perfectionists, they have very high expectations, but they also think they need to get everything right on the first try. If they can't meet these standards, they assume that there's something wrong with them. Number four, the soloists. These are people who feel like accomplishments are not legit unless they do it all on their own. Therefore, they never ask for help And they refuse any support when it's offered to them. And lastly, superwomen or supermen. These are people who feel they need to work harder than everyone else to prove themselves and that they should be succeeding in every part of their life. As a result, they work harder and harder to measure up, but lack a healthy balance to life. And ultimately, this imposter phenomenon is a self-perpetuating cycle, right? Right? Because these individuals continue their high achieving, despite unhealthy habits of thinking and behavior to get there, which then reinforces the belief that the anxiety and stress all paid off. And that's what's required to keep duping people and to stay safe and not exposed. I don't know if you guys identify with any of this, but I know I do. I've had major imposter syndrome making this podcast. <laughs> so if you recognize yourself in what we've been discussing, don't fret. There are ways to overcome this belief that you don't belong or that you don't measure up. Are you enjoying this podcast? Make sure you head over to the description of this episode to download the companion worksheet. Number one, talk to mentors and trusted friends. As we've been discussing, the hallmark of imposter syndrome is hiding how you feel and feeling isolated because of that. And because everyone's scared of being found out, no one is actually talking about it. Therefore, what we need to do is talk about it. Not only with trusted friends who will reflect back your worth and value outside of your achievements, but also mentors who can or supervisors who can actually normalize how you're feeling and affirm your path onto great things. Most people actually feel the same way that we do. So when we connect on that, we actually start to feel that we do in fact belong. Number two, reframe your thinking. When you start to spiral into self-doubt, in order to feel something different, you are going to have to think something different. Take a moment to refocus yourself and acknowledge that you're engaging in your imposter syndrome. Step back from the thought and ask, is this thought objectively true? Is it helpful? Repeat every time you catch yourself and then write down a list of your achievements, big and small, to come up with a more realistic picture of yourself. Do you find this information helpful? Is there a certain topic you'd like us to cover? leave us a comment and review about what you'd like to hear. Number three, celebrate the wins. We don't do this enough in general, but it's so important. When we don't celebrate wins, we actually are telling ourselves that they don't really matter. So we want to change that assumption and actually start to do it differently, right? Start to celebrate those. It doesn't mean you have to throw out a throw a big blowout party every time you do well in a presentation, but share your accomplishment with a friend. Go out for cocktails. Sometimes it's helpful to have a buddy that you can keep each other accountable to, share each other's wins, and learn how to celebrate each other. Number four, get comfortable with the discomfort of good enough. We talked a lot about perfectionism So getting comfortable with the ickiness of good enough is part of overcoming imposter syndrome. Perfection is an impossibility and it's rarely a requirement. Some of the most successful people know how to invest their energy strategically. They understand that most things just need to be good enough. Therefore, they have enough energy and capacity to invest in things that need to be truly excellent. This allows us to be healthy and have a healthy balance in our day to day life. How to do this? Start small. If you know that you tend to spend 10 hours on a 10 minute presentation, try to limit yourself to eight. Or share a draft of something with a coworker, even if it's not perfected yet, and sit in the discomfort of that. Number five, and lastly, when in doubt, Sasha Fierce it out. There's a valuable lesson in the concept of fake it till you make it. Beyonce was once asked in an interview how she's the best performer or one of the best performers of our age, when actually in real life she's quite Mm. reserved and shy. And she said, when I'm on stage, I'm not Beyonce. I am Sasha Fierce. She literally puts on a persona and acts like the person she wants to be on stage, even if on the inside, she's freaking out. So this is a very useful tool that we can also use when we're feeling socially anxious. The important piece is not to allow our feelings to dictate our behavior, but to actually do the opposite and act, put on an act like the person you wanna be in the meeting, like the person you wanna be at that party, even if on the inside, you're having a bit of a moment. Eventually, as we fake it, our own Sasha Fierce will follow. Would you like me to read your letter? Click on the description of this video to submit your question. So, to my beautiful listener who feels like an imposter, you are not alone. So many people feel exactly the same way that you do. They're also just too nervous to say anything. So make sure that you're talking to trusted mentors and to trusted friends where you can be real and they can normalize your feelings and affirm your worth and value outside of your achievements. Make sure you watch and reframe your thinking when you're engaging in that self-doubt. Learn how to celebrate whether the wins are big or small and get comfortable with the discomfort of good enough. And when in doubt, put on your best Sasha Fierce and fake it till you make it.